It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on Washington football team, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. On Washington football with your host of the Locked On Watch Football Team podcast, David Harrison and Chris Russell. But we're not hosting the show for you guys. You can find Chris over at Team 980, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, and on the Odyssey app. And you can also find him covering your Washington football team in writing for SI.com. Find me covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the Locked On Bucks podcast and in writing for BucksNation.com, a part of SB Nation. And you can find Chris on Twitter at Russellmania621. Find me at DHarrison82. Find the show at LockedWFTPod at, at all of your major podcast platforms and also on the Odyssey app. Chris, hitting the middle of the week. We've got some more news coming out of the Washington football team franchise. Some new players added to the roster. One a little bit more exciting probably than the other, but really more for potential uh, more so than it is actual expected productivity. Yeah, uh, and and this is an interesting one, right? Because we certainly, David, uh, um, you know, remember the history of a guy like Antonio Gates who had such a prodigious career uh, for the Chargers organization. Uh, and we've seen this from time to time. We see it with Mo Ali Cox, even though he's not a stud by any means, he's certainly a, a, a useful piece for the ten, uh, for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, you know, tight ends seem to be like the position that you convert basketball players into in the NFL. And that's exactly what Washington is trying to do by signing Chilean born uh, and former Tulane university hoopster Sammy's Reyes. Um, and, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't know a whole lot about him. I had heard a little murmur or whatever, but, you know, obviously since the signing on Wednesday, 
um, or I should say on Tuesday, uh, have learned a lot more about him, worked out at Florida's Pro Day. I think he did 31 bench reps at 225, so you know he's strong like bull. Uh, and he's also 6'5 and a half, and he can run, uh, and he's an athlete, and we know he's strong, and we know he's a developmental guy. But this is an organization – and this is a tight end position coach. I think I've mentioned Pete Hayner before, like, you know, when we've talked about the tight end and Logan Thomas's development and Jeremy Sprinkle's non-development uh, and, 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 and others, uh, Pete Hayner is one of the best tight end coaches in the NFL. And I'm not just saying that because he's here. I mean, he was widely regarded as that in Carolina where he helped Greg Olson and Chris Mannitz who just signed uh, with Jacksonville as one of the better blocking tight ends. And even before that in San Francisco with Vernon Davis and Delaney Walker, uh, this guy has cultivated and developed tight ends. And hopefully Washington has stumbled on a raw but very talented athlete and physical freak here yeah absolutely i mean you've got all upside here and there's no risk you know involved in and bringing him in uh it's all reward if you get any if you don't then you know you gave him a chance you gave him an opportunity and uh going back to our conversation with ben Kotwika, you know what, what about a month ago he, he mentioned it we've heard other coaches mention it in the past uh that really to be an effective coach in any sport is but especially in the national football league and then to be one of the great coaches you have to be a really great teacher so when you have a prospect or a player with a lot of potential who has a lot of athletic traits and skills but doesn't have quite all of the NFL skills that you need or the tight end specific position specific type of skills that you need you bring them in and you try to study with them you try to develop them and you do what you can to see what you, what you can tap into uh, so this is really a great opportunity it's it's a leadership challenge uh, for for a coach to come in and, and have a guy like this but it's also really a great opportunity because he doesn't have the bad habits either like you're getting a guy that's got a clean slate so you can literally build him into the tight end you want as much as he can get, you know, uh, out of out of him anyway. So it's going to be interesting to watch. It could be nothing. It could be something really amazing. But either way, it's a good story. Uh, it's a guy who has been working his butt off and went out there at the Florida Pro Day and really kind of showed up and showed out in front of scouts and personnel and has earned himself an opportunity to live out uh, a dream. I know at one point his dream was to play in the NBA, so I don't know if this is the dream, but it's a dream. Um, and anytime you get a person having that type of opportunity, it's a great thing to see. So good news. Yeah. And I would say, listen, it's worth the shot, yeah, right? Absolutely. I mean, he was going to be a part of the international pathway program and there was no guarantee Washington was going to be able to get him uh, that way because they just had their turn in that program uh, last year with a kid named David Botto still on the practice squad or still on now the 90 man roster, I should say. Um, but the bottom line is, is they went out and they prioritized. It's a need position. As we've discussed, uh, they lost sprinkle. They let go of Thaddeus Moss. They don't have much else uh, out outside of Tamara Hemingway and Logan uh, and Logan Thomas. So this is a great opportunity for him to come here. And the question is, is will they now still draft another one? And I believe that will be the case. And we'll talk about that uh, in terms of our positional rankings later on in this episode. Yeah, absolutely. And then of course the, the Washington football team also added depth to another position. Well, a couple of positions really with the versatility, but on the offensive line in offensive lineman, Bo, and I'm not. I'm going to butcher his last name, Chris. Yeah, uh, so am I. So uh, I'm going to do the best <laughs> we can and say it's Bo Benshaw. Bo Benshaw yeah. is how I believe, uh, and I remember his name being pronounced Benshaw, uh, spelled B-E-N-Z, 
S-C-H-A-W-E-L. Now, who is Ben? Uh, I'm sorry, not Ben, Bo, Ben Schall. <laughs> See, that the double B is killing me right here because I've called him Ben a couple yeah. of times, but it's Ben is part of his last name. It's Bo Ben Schall. He's played center with the Detroit Lions practice squad for much of the last two years, taking some first-team reps, very little NFL experience, special teams really only, but at Wisconsin, he was considered a pretty good offensive lineman and a versatile one at that. Now, again, mentioned he's worked primarily at center in Detroit on their practice squad and with their coaching staff, their old coaching staff, he was uh, let go, caught on with Houston and then let go with them. But he played right tackle and a lot of right guard at Wisconsin. And one thing you do at Wisconsin, if you're on the offensive line, you can run block, right? Now, that's not the book on him necessarily. That's actually considered a weakness. So it'll be interesting to see where he's at in that, but they, he's got to be well taught and well coached in that area. So I'll be interested to see what they got out of him. And you mentioned that multi-position versatility so important. Listen, you can't make this roster if you're not going to be able to play center, right guard, and left guard, period. I don't expect him to play tackle, but maybe he can. He's going to have to play all three positions to have a chance. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you, it's not a move that's going to move the needle uh, all that much right now with fans of the franchise, of course. But uh, you will, you know, you can look across the NFL and there are examples where moves like this pay off uh, really big at the right times. And I'm reminded of a guy like Aaron Stinney uh, mm -hmm. from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who has played in his career 12 games in the National Football League. But he's also played three postseason games against the New Orleans Saints, the Green Bay Packers, and the Kansas City Chiefs and helped the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win Super Bowl 55. So, hey, Ben or Bo Ben Shawl may we got to learn his name because I hate doing this to him I'm sure he's used to it but I want to I want to learn how to say this guy's name because he deserves it but hey that that could be a name uh, that comes up in the future for this team uh, on a on a successful path so don't don't sleep on Bo uh, any further but we're going to get into our first break Chris and we're going to do so uh, thanks to our friends over at Bill Bar yeah, absolutely. Maybe we can get Bo Benshell a built bar, huh? Try saying that 10 times fast. Bo Benshell ben built bar. I can't even say it once, David, but here's what I can say. Built bar is awesome. They even say they're deliciouser. I just say they're awesomer. How about that? Six new flavors, 12 originals, nut, non-nut flavors. Of course, bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, no matter what the flavor is, right? Even some flavors that you wouldn't think necessarily go with the chocolate covering and the chocolate coating, delicious. Whatever flavor they have, again, covered in soft, uh, in chocolate, 100%, uh, and they are great for you. That's the best part. You can eat a built Bar and not feel bad. Low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. Great for any kind of diet, including keto, baby. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's the promo code Locked 15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And if you're Bo Benshaw, maybe you'll get even a better discount than that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. 
Get more of the sports news you need in less time. The Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Segment two here midweek at the Locked On Washington football team podcast. David Harrison, Chris Russell, back here to talk about drinking, Chris, because that's the thing that uh, a lot of sports fans do. And when your team is struggling, uh, we tend to do it a little bit more. Of course, if you are out there drinking, please do so responsibly. Uh, just, just a little bit of advice from my own personal life experience as well as yes. many other people's. And uh, people study anything these days, but they they also study sports, drinking, and behavior. And uh, apparently, there's a study that's been pe- that pu- that was published recently, Chris, that says that among other things, on average, sports fans just kind of in general consume 3.7 alcoholic drinks watching a sporting event, whether they're at home or whether at the live the live event. And apparently MMA and UFC enthusiasts lead the pack with the highest consumption level of alcohol, which is interesting. I don't know if fist fighting and alcohol really mm-hmm. are supposed to mix. Usually the mixture of alcohol leads to the fist fight. So when you have alcohol mixing with the fist fighting, I don't know if that's really such a good idea. But then uh, some other interesting data came of that study as well. Yeah, no doubt about it. Like esports, of all things, uh, has the highest percentage higher than the NBA, MMA, UFC, NFL, and NHL uh, on 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 percentage of respondents in this study of about seventeen hundred plus people, uh, David, who binge drink. So esports, fifty three percent. How about that? Um, what I found interesting and what I thought we could get into here, if you don't mind, is like a team by team look at the NFL fan intoxication level and also. They, the study also expanded to smoking marijuana. Again, something that we know is much more, uh, much less taboo in today's day and age than it used to be. Uh, but we, again, caution uh, all the proper consumption and all that stuff, right? We're, we're not encouraging anybody. This is just a study done by lines.com. So if I asked you, if I asked you what fan base was the highest fan base in terms of binge drinking and smoking marijuana before you looked at the results. And I don't know if you've looked at the results yet. What would you guess? I have looked at the results, but I'll be, I will be as honest as I can. And I would, so for drinking, I would have to absolutely, I would have said the Buffalo Bills fan base. And, and I lived in upstate New York for a period of time for the, fa- mm-hmm. the last four years of my military career. Sure. I've been to Bills games. I know Bills fans those folks uh, can put it away and they're not shy about putting it away, whether it's at a barbecue, whether it's at someone's house or whether it's at the game, uh, they'll drink while they're falling through tables. Oh, yeah. um, as we've seen on videos time and time again. And uh, unfortunately it doesn't always go well, but for the most part it goes well, usually and it's a good time. Um, so I would definitely have guessed the Buffalo bills. And then for the marijuana part, I probably would have gone with the Raiders, the Rams, or the Chargers, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be completely honest here. It's because it's California, and it's because the first thing that comes to mind is Snoop Dogg. So that's <laughs> that's why I would have gone with one of those teams. And there are other states where marijuana, uh, you know, is legal. Uh, I remember going to a Washington Redskin then uh, Denver Bronco game in 2013 and wandering around the streets of downtown Denver. And uh, pretty much, um, uh, how would you say, uh, maybe uh, getting under the influence uh, because of the aroma and because of the the output in the air. Uh, and, and again, I was doing nothing wrong because it was legal uh, there and I wasn't even smoking. Uh, but interesting kind of perspective. So 
the the data showed that the Atlanta Falcons fan base, which I was not expecting, um, at you know not just at Mercedes Benz Stadium. I, my, our understanding is this is on game day, right at home at the stadium, outside the stadium, what have you. Obviously, you're not going to smoke marijuana inside Mercedes Benz Stadium. But the Atlanta Falcons, eighty. 6% of their fans binge drink. 77% of their fans on game day smoke marijuana. They are tops across the board in each of those two categories. The Jacksonville Jaguars are a close second. 86% of their fans binge drink. 76% smoke marijuana. Where does the Washington football team come in, David? You might ask, right? Not bad. 57% of their fans binge drink. And only 48% of their fans smoke marijuana on game day. That's well above the last place teams, which is, and the last team for both categories is the Patriots. 42% binge drinking, 31% marijuana. I was shocked by this. If you had to watch the Dallas Cowboys every Sunday, wouldn't you binge drink or smoke marijuana? Instead, they are number two in binge drinking at 46%, and the Dallas Cowboys are number three in terms of respondents in this survey by lines.com of smoking marijuana at only 34%. Yeah, a little bit surprised. The New England Patriots fans are I'm not so surprised because they they want to, you know, they want to absorb every moment they can of it. I mean, you know, now that Julian Edelman's retired, maybe they're going to pick up uh, just a little bit more. But that's not so much surprise. The Detroit Lions being so low, third, third least in binge drinking, and then fourth least in marijuana. Like that's a little bit surprising. But I mean, at the top there, uh, I mean, if I was a fan of a team that 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 lost a twenty-eight to three lead in the Super Bowl, I'd, I'd probably drink a little bit more when I watched them too. And then the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, <laughs> nobody can really nobody can really blame them. I suppose again, hopefully you're you're quote unquote binge drinking in a safe manner. But you know what I mean. Uh, those are those are hard things to live through. So that's I mean, to me, that's loyalty, right? So it's listed as binge drinking, but I'm looking at it as loyalty. That's how you stay loyal uh, to the brand, as they like to say. And so yeah. kudos to those guys for trying to do that, at least. I wonder I wonder if the binge drinking from the Falcons fans is, is from the lower concession prices at Mercedes Benz Stadium. I mean, if you're charging four dollars for a beer or five dollars for a beer, people are much more likely to get absolutely loaded. Now, the whole marijuana thing, I don't know how that uh, gets metered out. Yeah, I don't know how that really rolls into it. I can honestly say that I mean I've had like a beer or maybe right. even two at you know a sporting event, usually a baseball game. Um I've never really been a big drinker at even a basketball game or a football game because the or especially hockey like I've never I don't think I've ever had an alcoholic beverage at a hockey game because there's just there's so much going on. I don't know. Like it's just never really crossed my mind. But baseball, I mean, that's kind right. of a relaxed atmosphere. Like you know, you could have ten minutes before anything really happens. So I mean, uh, I've I've definitely had some drinks at a baseball game, but I can honestly I've never binge drank uh, at any sporting events in my in my life anyway. All right, a little fun fun little study from Lines.com. We thank them for doing that because I wouldn't have even thought about that. But over seven hundred seventeen hundred and 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 again, we should caution. A, do everything responsible, one. Two, 1,700 fans, right, representing essentially parts of 32 teams. It doesn't mean that those numbers are truly representative of every part of any fan base. But it was interesting for how bad the Washington football team slash Redskins have been over the Dan Snyder plus era, the, really the last 30 years, that they didn't rank higher on that list.
Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But yeah, like you said, good data there, good information there. Um, interesting things that you may or may not have predicted to be right, but there, if there are other things that you can predict to be right, uh, they're going to be prop bets, and there's some good ones coming up, and you can find those over at betonline.ag because they are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, whether it's NFL draft prop bets coming up, MVP 2021 NFL MVP odds. If you want to put uh, some money down on Tom Brady to be the next MVP of the, of the NFL, you can do so with uh, five to one odds over at betonline.ag right now. Ryan Fitzpatrick not on that list, but that might change uh, as the season gets going. We'll have to see what happens. Um, but other than that, you can also bet on NBA action, hockey action. Uh, baseball is underway as well. You can even bet on awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time update odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Betonline.ag has you covered for all your news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website on your computer or using your mobile device sign up today and you'll receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on again that's promo code locked on on your first deposit at betonline.ag for a 50 percent welcome bonus bet online your online sportsbook experts hi i'm jake from locked on think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you your favorite football team what you wear to the playoff watch party that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip or even your new haircut which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is everything that makes you you makes all the difference state farm believes insurance should work the same way your plan your coverage selections can be personalized by you and the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies is what the state farm personal price plan is all about getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you like a good neighbor state farm is there Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. April 19th through the 26th, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lacanfora, and Michael Lombardi, our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Subscribe to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your home, your audio home, for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matters to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download the app today. Chris, I'm not going to lie, it just kind of hit me that Michael Irvin, Jason Lockenfora, and Michael Lombardi are going to be judging our selection for the Washington football team yes. in this mock draft as well. I'm not going to say what position we drafted in because we, we right. may have traded, um, but it just kind of hit me that those three gentlemen – uh, we'll be judging our selection, so uh, fingers crossed. Do you think they they're going to laugh? Do you think they're going to laugh at I us? I don't think so. I think that they're going to like the move for us, but they're going to be surprised that other teams, uh, especially one inside the division, didn't actually make mm -hmm. that move before we got the chance to. I agree with you. I agree with you, and and again, that is a well-designed shield to what we actually did with. Pick number 19. Did we trade up? Did we select 
a left tackle? Did we select something else? You'll have to find out uh, again in the Locked On Mock NFL Draft. All right, David, one thing we wanted to start doing on this episode, and we will do this uh, every episode here on Ford uh, as best we can. We might have to schedule some things slightly differently, but we plan on doing this uh, every episode is a top three positional rank for us for the Washington football team at every position across the board, offense and defense leading into the NFL draft. We've touched on the quarterback position a lot. So we thought we'd start on offense tonight or on this particular episode, I should say, uh, and stay on uh, again, offense, but not do quarterback. We'll get to quarterback uh, soon. So when we're doing this again, we're ranking not necessarily the best talent but the best fits for the Washington football team, top three inside the position group area. And we're going to start with tight end. And I want to tee you up uh, for your top three at tight end and give us a, you know, maybe a brief, brief reason why you rank them this way. Yeah. So my number one tight end that I think would fit best with the Washington football team is actually Brevin Jordan out of Miami of Florida. And, and I know we've seen him mock to this team on a couple of mock draft Mondays. Uh, but we've also seen some other tight ends mock to this team and for other reasons. And I will say that Brevin Jordan, a uh, better receiver than blocker. But when I watch him, I see a willing blocker. And I think really at the end of the day, the biggest thing you need out of a tight end that's not known for blocking is the willingness to get dirty, the willingness to get physical. I see the willingness in Brevin. I don't know that he'll ever be a top shelf blocking tight end. But I think in this day and age, this National Football League, you need a tight end that can catch the ball. Now, if they can block with it, then that's great. But if you have just a blocking tight end, you're not going to be really be able to use them all that well. You're not going to be able to do things to defenses that they don't want you to do to them. So I look at Brevin Jordan. I see that top shelf-ish in this class anyway, uh, receiving ability, the willingness to block. So I rely kind of what we were talking about in segment one, that teaching, that coaching to turn him into at least an adequate or acceptable blocker in the National Football League to be able to help the Washington football team offense. All right, so you're going with Brevin Jordan, and uh, you want me to do my number one here, or do you want to go on with your... Yeah, I think let's go back and forth. Okay. I think that'd be fun. Uh, I'm going to go with Tommy Tremble of Notre Dame for my number one, because, uh, and, and I love what you said about Jordan, and I'll, I, I guess I'll get to him in a sec here. Uh, Tremble to me, now, again, I'm not a coach, and I'm not watching game tape, so I'm just watching what I can watch at Notre Dame. Tremble to me seemed like the best blocker of the top-tier products at tight end. Now, he might not be the high-end athlete and cat pass catcher that Revan Jordan is, who I love, out of Miami, but I looked and I saw more than willing. I saw a jackhammer, especially in space, in different angles, different wham blocks, that type of thing. And to me, that's the one thing that has really been missing uh, and really that Logan Thomas doesn't necessarily provide. And I'm not even sure about the new tight end or anybody, quite honestly, on this Washington roster. Tremble, to me, seems like the most willing blocker and a more than serviceable pass catcher. So I went with him. Now, I should caution you. I don't mean certainly not in the first round. I would even question whether he would be the right pick at 51. I might be more talking about in the third round here with one of their two third round picks. 
Yeah, absolutely. And Brevin Jordan, too. He's a day two guy. I probably wouldn't go 51, like you said, with Trumbull. I'd probably look at him as, as a third round type of guy as well. And yeah, Tommy Trumbull is my number two guy for all the reasons you just said. I mean, when you talk about uh, the, the ability to block from the tight end position, Tommy Trumbull is everything that you want in a blocking tight end. Uh, my, the reason I put Brevin Jordan above him is because Tommy Trumbull is also a willing receiver, but there are certain things you can't teach a guy you know, too much further than what they already do, and he just doesn't run routes very clean. He doesn't get off of, off of defenders very clean. He doesn't have the greatest hands in the world, and, and hands is kind of one of those things. You can either catch or you can't, and when you're a receiving tight end, you just have to be able to catch the ball. So when I look at Tommy Trumbull, if, you, if, if I look at Tommy Trumbull, especially in his rookie season, if I'm trotting him out there in line as a tight end or even, even spread out, you're looking at him and the defense kind of keying in that this is probably a run play more likely than not. And if I'm using a tight end as basically a blocker, I would rather use a backup offensive lineman, make him an eligible guy, put him out there as a blocker because they know you're running either way. Uh, unless Tommy Trumbull can figure out a way to unlock his receiving ability that Notre Dame wasn't able to do. And Notre Dame may not be churning out, you know, top-tier NFL talent from the from the tight end position, uh, but they have developed some pretty good tight ends, at least in the collegiate game. So the fact that Tommy Trumbull never got there in college football as a as a, a mid-to-top-tier tight end from, from a receiving standpoint concerns me about what his ceiling is as a receiver overall. I think that's a, a very good explanation, but I, I think we see similar uh, and just maybe a little bit of difference, but I, I, I love Brevin Jordan. There is no doubt uh, about that. So basically we have the same guys going one and two, just kind of flip them around and you're probably going to be much more closer to being right than I am. Number three for me real quick. And I'll make this quick uh, Penn state's Pat Fryermuth. Uh, I think really, you know, a pretty good athlete, uh, from what I saw and what I remember, uh, a pretty good pass catcher in terms of catching most everything uh, that was thrown his way, good wingspan, all of that good stuff. Again, I'm not sure if he's a great blocker in line or anything like that, but if you're looking to run uh, you know, a dynamic offense, a lot of offenses in today's NFL, look at the Buccaneers and what they're able to do with Gronk and Brate. Look at what San Francisco has tried to do. Um, you know, you have to have two guys that can catch the ball and I could just look at Pat Fryermuth and Logan Thomas being one, two and catching a lot of passes from presumably Ryan Fitzpatrick. And don't forget Thomas is a free agent after this upcoming year. So whoever you're drafting here, you're ideally kind of looking at maybe being the top pass catching tight end within the first year of his NFL career. Yeah, absolutely. Fryermuth would have absolutely be a good consolation prize if they missed out on Trumbull or Brevin Jordan. I went a different direction. I kind of went my third guy is a guy that I would like to see them draft along with either Brevin Jordan or Tommy Trumbull, maybe even mm. double dip into the tight end pool. And that's a late day guy. Sixth round, maybe seventh round, depending on uh, how the tight end board really falls. But Noah Gray out of Duke is a guy uh, that I put as my number three option for those reasons. And look, I'll just tell you right now, he's just he's a receiving tight end. He is not a blocker right now. Um, I wouldn't necessarily question his willingness to block. I just don't know if there's ever going to be really a blocking uh, scheme in there for him or a blocking duty in there for him. Uh, but this is a guy who was a leader on his team in Duke and uh, watching him at the Senior Bowl. He stood out, uh, one for effort, but two also for some athletic ability. So when you're looking at those late round guys, you're looking for special teams contribution. He's a guy who's got... Uh, some length in there he's willing to stick his nose in there and get dirty and he's got the athletic ability to get downfield fast if you need him in some sort of a coverage formation or making a play on a guy that's screaming down the field back at you whatever you need him to do he's going to do it but then he he catches the ball really really well so when you look at a six round draft pick you want a guy who does something 
really well. We'll try to work on the rest to see if we strike gold in the sixth round, right? If, if he doesn't make the roster, no no GM is going to get fired because six-round draft pick didn't make the final roster. You know what I mean? Um, so when I look at Gray. He catches the ball really well. He's a really good receiver, really polished receiver. Let's see if we can get some extra out of him. But if we can't, if anything, we've got a really big guy who has really good receiving skills. If we get matched up against a small defense, maybe we put him on there on a couple special plays, a couple special packages, and he can do some things for us. All right, so real quickly recapping, David Harrison's top three at tight end, Brevin Jordan out of Miami, Tommy Tremble from Notre Dame, and Noah Gray uh, from Duke for the Washington football team. Again, this is not top three overall, and my top three is Tommy Tremble, Brevin Jordan, one, two, and then Pat Fryermuth, Penn State, number three. All right, that's going to do it for us on this particular episode of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. We'll have a very nice comment coming up from one of our great listeners on the next episode. But, David, good to have you back in the fold. We will be with you again as the week unfolds and more and more moves come about. This is the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.